Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is Julia Monin. Julia, how's it going? Excellent. Excellent. How's your summer? Else. This is officially, we're in summer now, officially. Is it, did it officially like turn? I think it was Sunday. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. the 20th. Father's Day was also the first day. If not, it was today. So it's... <laughs> Never knew. Yeah. It's great. Summer is great. Mm-hmm. Weather's beautiful. Um... <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. (laughs) It's a wrap for me. Yeah, that's summer, huh? The weather is great. It has been very nice. All right. Well, that's all we have for you this week. (laughs) (laughs) How's summer for you? Here, I'll bounce the ball back. Oh, sure. Summer's wonderful. (laughs) Spend more time with friends and family. I saw my family this weekend for Father's Day, like extended family, Mm -hmm. which is good to catch up. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, summer's good. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, things are just moderately slower in the parish. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of some things that sometimes you don't uh, you don't get around to until the summer. So a couple of those things getting diving into. Like you get to clean out closets and stuff? Like not there literally. There is some but- of that, but there are some like, like what are things we I've been thinking we could do better and that now you have time to like dive in. Big and, picture you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Good. And earlier before we started you mm-hmm. asked me what am I going to do on my day off tomorrow yeah I, I didn't mention but you mentioned cleaning out closets I'm gonna clean the refrigerator tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great I did that today did you but I'm not gonna lie when you only have like five things in your it doesn't take long yeah ours isn't that full either <laughs> yeah. but um yeah just kind of you know some things like on the edges mm-hmm. it just yeah it needs it do you have um an organized refrigerator uh, again, there's not a ton in it, yeah. so it's not like messy and overgrown. Mm-hmm. Like every now and then, like something in the vegetable drawer will, uh, be there longer than it needs to. Mm-hmm. And that is not a pleasant experience. Like what happened to the spinach and why is it leaking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst. Lettuce and spinach. Yeah. Those will get you. Yeah. And they, they turn fast. I like my fridge organized, you know, like. Mm. Well, you would know if you how, open it. How do you organize a fridge? <laughs> she's refriger- vouching for that because she's seen the inside. I, I've seen the inside of your refrigerator <laughs> yeah, too. Right. But is there, what's the system? I mean, is it just like, it is, you know, like people alphabetize their spice rack? Just oh, their, people do? Well, hmm. I don't. I'm just saying that. I'm like thinking, should I start doing that? I was thinking that might be well, a Well, I mean, like, is there a method to your madness of how your refrigerator's organized? I don't know if there's a method, but drinks go on top and the drinks like go in, like you would find them in like a, you know, when you're checking out the grocery store and everything's lined up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I like the labels to be up so you can see. Okay. <laughs> so drinks Sorry, on I'm the top shelf. I'm just realizing if I keep talking that this is going to give, I'm, people are going to think I'm anal retentive and I'm only slightly. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, so everything has I was, its place. Put it in when its place. You stopped yourself uh-huh. mid, mid, I thought you you were like giving like if somebody breaks into my house they'll they'll know they'll know exactly to find what beverage how to find what beverage they they're will. looking for and if they yeah. they turned one i would know someone's in my house that's right if you flipped a light Who switch and didn't here? flip it back down i know someone moved that light switch oh you like all the lights off oh they just they all face a certain way <laughs> this is sounding worse and worse as i go on with this i would know if you were in my house and if you moved anything let's put it that way mm. that's not a challenge it's not a test. It's just everything has its place. Put everything in its place. And also, can I tell you something? I went on a little weekend trip this weekend. Sure. So a little vacation. And when we come home, this is one of my favorite parts about vacation. When you come home and you put everything away. Really? Like everything goes back to where it goes. And you get to like, and honestly, I, I thoroughly enjoy reorganizing and putting everything back where it goes. Wow. That... 
I am getting eyeballs like this from Valerie. Like it's, it's real. I like organizing things. Yeah. I like things to be organized and I don't like making the first move and you know, like I can live with, it needs to be organized, but I'll get to it eventually. Mm. But once one thing, like I just start diving into it, like nothing, I, I, I get blinders on and I don't see anything else mm. unless something else kind of moderately distracts me that needs organized and you just mess it kind of a few things up and then you get it all settled. Like I'm, I fully expect that when I start organize cleaning the fridge tomorrow, mm-hmm. like something else will distract me <laughs> that needs or that needs cleaned also. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll see where the Holy spirit leads, you know? <laughs> right. Well, stay focused, you know, stay focused well, and determined. I will. Do you, we need like vacation with like a large family and you know, the house is like an absolute mess by the end of the week. You know, you move stuff around as you're, and I've learned to live with it because I'm from a large family and you, you learn, but honestly, when it's cleanup time and everybody's going home, I never get to put everything back to where it was. I I get excited about it. Mm. I get excited about putting things back away. Man, I bet your family loves you. Um, it depends. It depends who you would ask. Okay. There's some people who like things organized and other people who like, they like things a mess and it stresses them out to be tidy and organized. Oh. So then that I can stress people out, but I've learned to tone that down too. Sure. <laughs> I mean like at the end, like if you're renting something, you should probably put things back I would in think, order, right? I would think Yeah. it seems like the kind thing to do. Yeah. So I think, so I'm saying, I think people would appreciate having you around to, to lead that charge, right? I have had people ask if I can come over and like organize things for them. You really enjoy organizing? Can you come to my house? Mm. I would, but I'd also throw stuff away and that, mm. that hurts people's feelings sometimes. So, okay. Anyway, well, I'm not available for hire. I do enjoy it though. Sure. And I'm sorry. Would you do it for friends? I would. Yeah, to friends, if you need something organized, yes, as long as you let me throw stuff away. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or donate it. That should or donate if it's yeah. Sure, if right. it's usable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I disclosed way more information, and so I apologize if I. Things got a little too personal. If things got a little a too little, personal there. I feel vulnerable. Yeah, and, I actually you know. do. I'm like, ooh, that's really, but it's all true, and if it's all true. It's all true, guys. It's all true. I've gotten better over the years, but it's all true. I like things to be put in their place. And I like... Especially people. Put them in their place. I was just going (laughs) to say, I like it. I like my house like I like my soul. Like clean and tidy and not too messy. And anybody can come in and go at any time. And I'm not ashamed. Like Mm. things are put in their place and everything's in order. My house is all stilled. That's John on the cross, in case you're paying attention. Okay. So, well, Wait a minute. In case you're paying attention, are you insinuating that if we don't know that, we haven't been paying attention? Actually, don't answer. Let's pray and let's just move on. <clears throat> that sounds good, Father. Yeah. In the, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to reflect on the vessels for the Holy Mass. I ask that you may send forth your Holy Spirit upon us, and for all of those listening to this podcast, that they may be strengthened in their love for you and for your church, and especially the gift of the Most Holy Eucharist. We entrust this time into your care, and especially through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, through Christ our Lord. Amen. From the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Interesting place. The needle that. took us, or the needle, the dart yeah, took us today right? mm-hmm. on this darting through the faith podcast. Mm-hmm. Vessels, vessels, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've got some. You might be if you're watching on YouTube, you can probably see these, and mm-hmm. I don't need to explain it. If you're listening, mm-hmm. there we've got some vessels in here. Some mm-hmm. of the some, well, just three really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a uh, 
a uh, a chalice. Oh, with the patent, and then a ciborium and a monstrance. Mm-hmm. I just noticed the Pieta, the image of our sorrowful mm. mother and our Lord at the bottom of that monstrance. Okay, so vessels. Just let's start. Like, like what? What, what are the vessels? Are vessels? Well, vessels normally hold something. Mm-hmm. You think like a ship is also called a vessel mm-hmm. because it holds people as they mm-hmm. go across water. So a vessel, basically, just the common use of a vessel is something that holds something else. Mm-hmm. Now, vessels of mass are particularly important because they hold the most precious things that exist in our whole world, right? The body and blood of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's what vessels hold. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, they imitate the Blessed Virgin Mary, who in her womb carried the, the the body of Jesus, which you know now gets carried in on a paten or in a ciborium or in a monstrance or his blood in the chalice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just strictly speaking, that's what a vessel what a vessel is mm-hmm. something that carries the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. So we have already pointed out a few of those that you had here, like we were teasing, like that you brought in for show and tell, mm-hmm. right? The monstrance, the ciborium. The chalice, the patent. Okay, are there any other like common things that we would see at mass? Common vessels. I mean, I I don't think they're like vessels. So cruets are cruets on here. Were on our they're list not. Of- I you know I don't know if you would call them vessels per se because mm-hmm. they're not holding the the sacred species, right? Sure. They're not holding the the Eucharist. I don't know what you would call cruets, you know, so like what liturgical are items. For us so then? that's what the water and wine are in. You know, they're those normally glass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. You mentioned the, uh, like the Blessed Mother. So she's carrying in her womb Christ, mm-hmm. right? Be, thinking of her as this this holy vessel carrying. And in a real way, aren't we like that? Yeah. Especially after we receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. Right. There's a funny story somebody just told me. Oh, I think it was, I was talking to Father Jedediah and he said, so I've heard this story and I don't know if it's true, but it's one of those stories like you hear and it's like you want it to be true. Oh, and I can't remember. I live by those stories. Yeah, I, know. I can't remember <laughs> which saint um, or which, yeah, who who said this. Padre Pio maybe? No, it wasn't him. Anyway, people were leaving like right after receiving Holy Communion, right? And so this priest who's now a saint, and I, I'll have to get back to you on who that was, said, started sending server altar servers out with candles to walk to the people who were leaving right after receiving our Lord and Holy communion because our Lord was going, our Lord was alive in them. Sure. Even before they gave thanks. So go follow them. And he said, he said they got the point that then they remain. He's like, I don't know if that's true, but it's like one of those stories that you want to be dry open. That's exactly what I said. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, to think of ourselves as vessels too. Right. And it St. Paul says, you know, that we hold this in earthen vessels. Like we are these earthen imperfect vessels that get to hold something and in, in, get to hold God himself, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which mm-hmm. is really kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. And these are earthen vessels too, you know, made out of earthly materials. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so we've got some definitions. We got a few things that, like, a little preparation that we did. Um, and so we got the general instruction here, the Roman Missal. We might have mentioned that before, but this this little book here has all of the instructions for celebrating Mass, and it it's wonderful. You know, you want some you want some good reading. Read, read the general instruction of the Roman Missal, sometimes called the Germ. That's right. Do you know how to stop liturgical abuse? Germ warfare. <laughs> That face was awesome. Did you happen to see it? Because I, I know you knew I, it was coming, I, I knew so it was you looked. Coming, yeah, yeah. 
All right. So, uh, so among the requisites for the celebration of mass, the sacred vessels are held in special honor, especially the chalice and paten, in which the bread and wine are offered and consecrated, and from which they are consumed. So that's why they're so important, right? The bread and wine are offered to our Lord through these vessels. They're consecrated, and then we're nourished through them. So these things are rather important, right? And so then it asks that they be made of precious metal. If they're made from metal that rests or from a metal less precious than gold, then ordinarily they should be gilded on the inside. You think, why? And I mean, my common response would be, why not? Right? This is, this is, what's the most precious material we have? Gold is definitely up mm-hmm. there. Why? And this is the most precious object that exists, right? And you think, well, it's not every day. It seems too high or it seems old fashioned to have nice things. But, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're going to have a banquet for a king, you're going to get out your best wear. You know, if the president's coming over for dinner, you're going to have your best, the best that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we do for our king. Mm-hmm. That's what we do for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like, I mean, to, to talk about Christ, the king, right. And, and to put it into words the way we should be honoring him and respecting him and how we go about doing that with what we have available to us here in right. a human way, even in our lives of prayer and our discipleship towards him. I mean, we're all unworthy. So are all the materials, right, that right. we can have in this world. But to really to make an effort, at least, to make sure we are consciously aware that this is the king of the universe, right? This is the savior of the world. And this isn't just grape juice I'm pouring in this. Right. Plastic solo cup, you know, type right. of thing. So because it teaches something to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it actually it's it's of course for our Lord, but it actually it says something for us. Like if we're gonna if you're gonna teach children that this is something important, right, then you then you you get the nice stuff out, right? If if we were using this coffee mug for the for the blood of Christ, you know, God forbid, it would say that this really is no different than coffee, right? They're in the same vessel, you know, it's it's for the same for the same use. So what we do express a lot about what we believe, right? And the more pedestrian we treat the mass, then the more that's how what people believe. That's what people think of it. So we use the nice stuff also to say this is important because like actions speak louder than words, especially when it comes to the Eucharist, right? Mm-hmm. When you see people who actually believe and who actually their lives like they genuflect, they they're praying after mass, like, oh, um, this means something to them, right? They're not mm-hmm. just saying the mass is important. You can see it by investing, you know, whatever, two thousand dollars in a nice chalice. Mm-hmm. Like because this is important. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things like what it it teaches us that we believe the real presence because of what what we do. Mm-hmm. So Right. Yeah. Okay, so then the sacred vessels made from precious metal, and this applies to all vessels which hold the host, such as we already mentioned, the pat and the ciborium. The picks, you want to enlighten us on what that is? Yeah, yeah. So a uh, picks is something that's used to take uh, communion to the homebound. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, you see it, it's about, it's just the size for a host. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I could go on a little bit of a tangent on mm-hmm. pixes mm-hmm. because it is really hard to find a good pix. Mm. Like people make a, if you go into like a Catholic catalog, all the pixes in there are junk. Like there are some of them that are lined with plastic, mm. which is horrendous. Like mm. plastic is not one of those materials you'll see in here that says yes, this is use this is preferable for the Lord, the mm. Blessed Sacrament. So there's plastic. Here's my picks, my picks ran. <laughs> Things that are important for a picks. One, mm-hmm. it is, it's 
there's no, it's made out of the materials that we say it should be, mm-hmm. or that the church says it should be. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you have to purify a pix, right? Just like anything else, when the Eucharist is there, there's going to be little particles that are left behind. So ideally, you would purify the, the pix, no, in every sense, you would purify mm-hmm. the pix with water, consume the water, and, and that's, that's, that's the way it goes. Mm. So I found a pix one time that had plastic in it that somebody had attempted to purify, but they didn't get all the water. So the, under the plastic, the metal began to rust. I was like, oh my gosh, this reason number 500, why you don't use plastic in a pix. Mm. Another important thing about a pix. Another thing is how you open the pix. Like a lot mm. of them have buttons mm-hmm. that then like have a clasp inside of them. Mm. But you don't want any of that to be inside the pix because then particles of the Eucharist can get lodged inside there. So the entire locking mechanism ideally would be on the outside of the pix. Um, okay, so that's that's another thing. The other thing is you would like a pix to be a little bit bigger than your normal host size mm-hmm. because when you're trying to get the Eucharist out, you don't want to have to turn the pix upside down and do a little shake. Mm-hmm. Some of them, they don't make big enough, like to mm-hmm. have, you know, a couple, maybe like an extra inch in there. Mm-hmm. Last thing mm-hmm. is that the bottom of a pix, if you have a little bump in it, you can push the host down on one side and it like, you know, like it lifts the host up and you can grab it sure. very easily. Sure. So... Wow. That is my picks. Wow. Um, my picks usage insights. I have one picks that has mm-hmm. all of those qualities mm-hmm. that I use mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to find another one. Really? Yeah. Huh. So if any of you out there are metal workers uh-huh. and you want to uh you want to make um you hmm. want to make bank, hmm. make a decent picks. The ones in the catalogs, Garbo. <laughs> I, I like when we go on these little yeah. Tangents. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh-huh. Well, there you have it. Well, that, I mean, it makes sense. It does. It, it all makes perfect it, sense. It, it but all makes perfect I sense. I never knew any of this until I tried to use them. And then you're going through, like, looking. I was like, well, this isn't going to work for this reason. This isn't going to work for that reason. Subpar. <laughs> I would like to thank, shout out to Ann Crone, who's a parishioner at Guardian mm-hmm. Angels in Cincinnati. She mm-hmm. gave me a sick call kit for my ordination that had this picks with it. Mm. And uh, I didn't have to have trial and error with a bunch of bad pixes that I was worried about the blessed sacrament. I have mm. this one that works. Mm. So thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. Who yeah. knew? I learned so much already. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, so then there's another little instruction here. Uh, Redemptione Sacramentum came out in 2004 it was, it was oh, this one. okay. Second yeah. One. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I moved moving on. on. Moving this on. This one's a little bit more detailed. Moving on, Jeremy. Um, so <laughs> it was the Redemption of Sacramentum was against certain liturgical abuses that had crept up all over the world in 2004. They're like, all right, we need to document about this. And it was after there was a worldwide year of the Eucharist, I think in 2004. So this was part of that initiative throughout the church. And it... It was it was very good because it's more detailed on what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, like... Um, anything made, other vessels made from glass, earthware, clay, or other materials that break easy should not be used. It's like, sure. oh, well, that makes sense. You know, you don't want things, you don't want if you just move it the wrong way and you accidentally bump up against the altar, the thing's going to shatter. Like, mm-hmm. that ain't good for the, for mm-hmm. the chalice. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Right. That makes sense. Okay. And then, of course, before before they're used, the sacred vessels are blessed by a priest. It's praiseworthy even for the blessing to be given by the diocesan bishop who will judge whether the vessels are worthy of the use to which they are destined. I love the way that was worded. Yeah. 
if they're worthy of the use to which they are destined. And again, I'm like looking at this. I know we're talking about like the tangible vessels here, right? Yeah, sure. But I'm always thinking as we're doing all this reading and prep, like us. Sure. Right? Like, and thinking about how perhaps this is kind of what happens at confirmation, right? The bishop, it's mm. praiseworthy that the bishop comes, right? Judges whether these vessels, you and I, are worthy of the use to which they are destined. Of course, we're all destined to do to to love and to serve our Lord to become and saints. To become saints, and when when the the um, vessels are blessed, are consecrated. This is what it's meant, right? We raise them up for some specific, special purpose. Absolutely. Just as we are, as yeah. baptized and confirmed Christians, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So, fun fact: mm-hmm. the uh, the morning of our ordination to the priesthood, mm-hmm. uh, we gathered in the sacristy. We're allowed to invite our parents back, and then the archbishop blessed all seven of our chalices oh, there. Oh, there you go! Yeah, which was really kind of cool. That was praiseworthy of you. Guys. It was praiseworthy of us. <laughs> That's right. This chalice, mm-hmm. blessed by Archbishop Dennis Marion Schnur, on May twenty first, two thousand sixteen. Thanks, Archbishop. So this this shout is shout out to Archbishop Schnur. Sh- shout out to him. And and as we celebrated our two hundredth I know right? anniversary, anniversary of the Archdiocese mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. It's great. So this this is like a special show and tell because this isn't just any chalice and patent. This is yours. This is mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. special. So I, I guess for those who don't know, a lot of times priests have their own chalices that they use especially for their first mass. Mm-hmm. Generally parishes have chalices or multiple some multiple whatever Mm -hmm. um maybe just a little point of uh point of uh uh i don't know some people ask about buying chalices for priests i i would talk to the priest before you go pick something out because you know just like going to buy clothes for somebody you don't exactly know what they like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's easier to talk to them first sure yeah yeah you wouldn't buy your fiance an engagement ring without at least knowing kind of what she wants, right? Or knowing something about rings, right? Like or, some people mm-hmm. don't know much about chalices and mm-hmm. want to go buy one. So mm-hmm. uh, that's not anyway. to say like if you've done that, that's a terrible thing. Sure. But just heads up. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just giving out so much good advice. <laughs> Teasing. Okay. So then this goes on to, this document goes on to about the purification process and how oh, that works. Yeah. So you already kind of talked about that when you're talking about purifying the picks. But can you talk a little bit about like what that is. And then they used all sorts of words that I think you should define for us, like corporal credence table, a duly instituted acolyte. Yeah. Like tell us what these things are. Okay. Uh, so a corporal is the like square cloth mm-hmm. that is on the altar. So generally you'll see the the priest or if the deacon's setting the altar at mass, like as, as the altar's being prepared, unfold the corporal. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way you fold the corporal, like fold it on top of itself so that if there are any particles of the Blessed Sacrament that have fallen upon it, it gets folded up. Mm-hmm. Corporal comes from the word corpus, which means body. So mm-hmm. any pieces of the body that may have fallen on this, this cloth. So corporal's used for, for that purpose. And generally anything that happens on the... Uh, on the altar should happen on a corporal, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, it, the precious blood being put there, the the Eucharist being put there. You even notice like after the consecration, uh, and this maybe not be for every priest, but it is is for me and I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So after the consecration, like, you know, priest prays with his hands, caught the, the Oran's position, just Latin for the praying. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to turn a page, generally you would put your other hand if it's, 
after the consecration on the corporal. If it's before the consecration, it would be away from the corporal. So just so that your fingers that have touched the blessed sacrament are not uh, just touching the, the regular part and particles can go. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That, that might bring up a whole point. There is a whole coordination aspect of the mass that like it was practicing it beforehand that really like without it, I like I was completely just naive to it because mm-hmm. who who, th- who thinks about that? But mm-hmm. there's a part in uh, in the first Eucharistic prayer, you know, where you uh, you're going down, you bow, you pray, pray that one prayer, and then you come up, make the sign of the cross. You got your one hand; it's after the consecration. Your left hand's on the on the corporal, make the sign of the mm-hmm. cross. Right hand on the corporal, left hand going, turn page, hands back together, then and then open. Mm-hmm. It's like it took me, you know, I had mm-hmm. to really. And I like to consider myself fairly coordinated. <laughs> it, to think about that, though, like when you think about no matter who is whatever priest is celebrating mass, perhaps you haven't noticed that. But like every every action, every moment, like it's it, the choreography behind like this is when we turn the page. This is mm-hmm. where my hands go here. This is what I do here. Sure. Looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. There's beauty Ideally in that. It should. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> there are, there's every now and then like there's six different companies that try to get in the missile publishing business. Uh, and so sometimes stuff like you have to turn pages differently. You want to throw people off. Ooh, that'll throw me a off. A different missile they're not yeah, used to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not used to this. So anyway, so you purify. So that was corporal. Mm-hmm. The other one that you said. Credence table. Credence table. So that's the table basically that everything is set on. Um, like on the side normally. Mm-hmm. So like before mass, like if somebody's setting up for mass, they'll mm-hmm. put the chalice, uh, the ciborium with any hosts in it, mm-hmm. water, wine, stuff to wash for the mm-hmm. hand washing. That's all mm-hmm. on the credence table. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about like the, the priest purifying the vessels or the deacon and then the proper ways to go about doing mm-hmm. that or in the absence of a deacon, a duly instituted acolyte. Sure. So talk about that. So an acolyte is a ministry in the church mm-hmm. that is for the universal church. Um, like lector and acolyte are two of these ministries. And f- so they are paths on uh, towards ordination. So we all became acolytes at a certain, certain time. But acolytes are ones that are allowed to purify vessels. They're supposed to be the first servers at the altar. So for, and if there are any... If there's an acolyte present, they should be the one to distribute communion, not an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. So for our parishes, recently we had a seminarian intern, mm-hmm. Alex. Shout out, Alex. Alex also really nicely polished my chalice, so uh, I hope you're listening, Alex. Anyways, <laughs> so at, at one point we realized, oh, we need to actually change this because if Alex is here, he should be distributing communion mm-hmm. every single time because he's instituted. He's given this ministry for the universal church, and the bishop actually institutes people as acolytes. Mm-hmm. So there's also, um, it's not just for seminarians, so uh, there are some dioceses that have programs to kind of train people and to, to give them just like the catechetical background to, mm-hmm. to be acolytes. I think the Archdiocese of Galveston and Houston Mm-hmm. Um, has a pretty pretty robust training program. Mm-hmm. We really don't in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. There's a handful of uh, lay people I know that have been instituted acolytes. Mm-hmm. So it's a p- particular ministry for the universal church mm-hmm. um, towards the towards the altar. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, and it's 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 catching to read that and to think about like this purification process that not just anyone can go up there and purify the vessels, right? Yeah, that this isn't this is an instituted right? Sacred hands purifying this. And which again points out to what we've been talking about. I seem feel like this keeps coming up at least the last couple episodes of 
the things you take for granted, right? You're not yeah. just pulling somebody out of the pews and saying, hey, can you take can care you do of this the dishes? for me? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Hate that term. I know. Do the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, that's Mm -hmm. what you did with your coffee mug. Mm -hmm. This is the holy vessel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. anywho. Yeah. Yeah. And people, so, all right. While we're talking about diatribes, again, people calling a chalice a cup. Yeah. I'm going to distribute the cup. Mm -hmm. No, that's what the bartender did at Myers Tavern (laughs) or wherever else. Shout out Myers Tavern. (laughs) A lot of shout outs today. Uh, they can fill a good cup at Myers Tavern. They don't use chalices there. Right. right? So like cups or plates Mm -hmm. and there are some patents Mm -hmm. that are like more, they have more depth to them. Mm -hmm. Um, those are not bowls. Mm -hmm. Those are still patents. Mm -hmm. If they don't have lids, they're patents. Mm -hmm. If they have pat, if they have lids, Mm -hmm. show and tell, they are a ciborium. So this Mm -hmm. is a ciborium. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got a lid for Mm -hmm. hosts. Even though this has a cup shape, it's not for the precious blood, like a chalice. Also, Ooh, this lid, Ooh. <laughs> there you go. This one might not be in regular use anymore. Well, it's kind of nice. Okay. Uh, if you notice at the bottom here, there is one of those bumps like I was talking oh, yeah. about with the pr- right? with the picks. So yep. if you get to the last one, sometimes you have to like all mm-hmm. the way up. No, this one just got a little mm-hmm. bump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well-made ciborium. Mm-hmm. So. And again, this isn't to say like if we're ignorant to these things, you know, I like we don't know. There's a lot of terminology in yeah. the church and we just don't know any better. Right. And so this isn't like a if you've ever called this a cup and not a chalice, shame on you type right, of a thing. Right. It's just that there there is there is it's not a derogatory thing if you're not meaning it. But there is something about, you know, like you said, we're trying to elevate this and recognize that this is not just wine in a wine mm-hmm. glass. Right. Right. That this is a chalice that has been consecrated and set aside for this particular use, right? Right. So, um, thank you for the pastoral touch. Yes. Was sometimes. That? Okay. I, well, you know, it's a little bit ta- harsh coming out of my mouth. It was meant to be jokingly. Yeah. No. Um, because there's a certain nobility that comes mm-hmm. that comes from the mass when you use the nice mm-hmm. things for for mass, and so so we try to echo that in our language, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is coming from the person who has called the stall the purple thing. Can you get purple that purple thing, thing out? I need to go to confession. yeah. Yeah. And again, that's because I don't know. Well, I don't know. But anyway. Sure. Don't but, know you know, if you don't like, yeah, you're not going to like, I, I hope people don't walk around eggshell, you know, speak around eggshells on me because mm-hmm. I think, oh, father doesn't like that terminology. We don't mm-hmm. want to upset father. You're mm-hmm. not going to upset me. And if you don't know what something's called, just ask. I love, to, see, part of it is just love talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Great. how we learn. And that's how we, that's how we learn. What was it? He gets mad about stupid. He gets offended by stupid things. Not like serious things. What was, what, the, what was, was the, There was a phrase. <laughs> I I take fake offense at the strangest things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very true. <laughs> just it made is me laugh very, again. very true. <laughs> so anyway, keen observation, Valerie. Okay. Oh, and this mentioned this document also mentioned too about taking proper care of the linens that were used yeah. for the sacred table. Yeah. Yeah. So th- talk, going back to the um, like the corporal and how those sure. are washed, and there's a there's a process to that. Right. So the corporal ideally is going to catch those different mm-hmm. particles, right? Anything mm-hmm. that is there, which there generally is, but that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just throw that in the wash machine. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you take it and put it in a bowl, kind mm-hmm. of unfold it, and then put some water in the bowl and let so any particles that are there will dissolve. Mm-hmm. And so when um, so then it's no longer the Eucharist once it dissolves, and then you pour that into the ground. 
mm-hmm. in one of two ways. You can go outside and pour it into the ground, or you can open up the sacrarium. How about mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. a word? The sacrarium uh, is, it's normally, it's, it looks like a sink, and but it's a sink that instead of going into the wastewater system, just goes straight into the ground. So mm-hmm. you're pouring it into the, directly into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you can wash it from there. Mm-hmm. So that's how you care for linens, like purificators too, that mm. are used to purify. That's that's how you care for those because those should have stains from the precious blood, sometimes particles from the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So any any uh, linens used for mass, uh, like the lavabo hand washing thing, towel. You generally don't need to use that because there's really no chance of the Eucharistic particles mm. being on there. Oh, wow, look at that! I never knew that. That what was that word again? Lavabo. So that oh, comes from oh, the Latin sweet. word "I will wash," like a lavatory. Oh, know, is wash? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. There's, I believe there's a bar of soap called lava soap. Have oh, really? That? Yeah. Huh. No. It comes from the same word. Nice. Yeah. One last one. Yeah. A monstrance. Mm-hmm. From the Latin. Monstrare. Monstrare. Which means to show. Mm-hmm. So this shows the Eucharist. So you would have, of course, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows this, but it's show and tell day. So we're just going <laughs> to keep this, this party going. So in the... Uh, Inside is there is a Luna, so you would put the, the Eucharist in here, goes in this, it opens up. This one's got a little interesting class to it, but open up, the Eucharist goes in there, keep this in the tabernacle. Let's see if I can get that pin in there. This is a unique Luna. And then it's used to show the Eucharist. What a cool device that is, huh? Mm. Yeah. I'm going to call you out. You just called a monstrous a device. Fair enough. <laughs> what a cool liturgical vessel this is <laughs> article vessel, device right <laughs> sorry no no it's okay it's okay your forehead is saying a lot to me right <laughs> all right okay um, moving on so yeah this is the monstrance mm mm-hmm. To show, to show, to show the Eucharist. Next time you see a pregnant woman who's, can you say that? You're, mon- you're, you're showing, <laughs> you're showing. You're <laughs> No, don't do that. Uh, yeah, I won't don't do that. I won't do that. Okay. I, <laughs> in the past week, I, uh, I was at a restaurant with another priest and the waitress was expecting and I mean, pretty far along and, um, and I mentioned something to her about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, it's a bold move. Even, even when it's like that, it's like, I know, but I overheard her talking to another waitress about the child. And I was like, I'm safe. There you go. Yeah. Like yeah. that, you know, yeah. You talk about walking on eggshells, yeah. saying anything about when are you do or anything yeah. like that. I, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Lesson learned. Remember, like how, You're mantraring. <laughs> remember how big I was when I was pregnant and like, I was like, nine and a half months pregnant, like it was obvious you guys. And mm-hmm. I remember some gentleman just like, Oh, I had no idea. I'm like, You're playing dumb, <laughs> but that's wise of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's wise yeah. of you, but you're playing dumb. <laughs> so anyway, you can't tell mm. by the fact that I'm not wearing shoes cause my feet are so swollen and I can't fit in a booth cause that was real too guys. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Let's try. This this episode, to show can we the Lord. Please cut out everything yeah. I said about myself in this episode, Valerie. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. All Anything right. else? I think that's it. Seems seems sufficient. Sacred Those are the vessels. vessels used for mass. Yeah. And then to to think of our, you know, maybe on the spiritual levels, you you kind of kept bringing us back to that we are these earthen vessels that the Lord wants to dwell in, which mm-hmm. is 
uh, which is incredible. You know, like it's not really gold that the Lord wants to dwell in. Like that's important, Mm -hmm. but really he wants to dwell in hearts Mm -hmm. that he wants to find a heart that's willing to receive, to be a throne, right? To be a throne for the King to, to rule from our own hearts, throne of mercy, throne of love, throne of grace. So, Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully all of these things remind us one, that it really is Jesus Mm -hmm. and two, that he wants us to become earthen vessels also. And to think about like the the care that we talked about mm. that's proper to each of these and each of these uses, right? And and how and even the purification process and all of that, like we should be treating ourselves with that same type of care, right? Right. To remember all of those things as well. And I think I've mentioned this on this show before, but like when the priest is purifying the vessels, I like to use that as a time of prayer to ask the Lord to purify my heart, mm. right? And to really use this time to really think about him living inside of you, right? Right. To give him the proper respect. And of course, sometimes you need to be purified before you're able to be yes. received. So sometimes we need to we need to clean things up before um, before he's willing to delve it. It's kind of like I need to get some food to put in my fridge, but I'm going to clean the fridge first so that my food has a worthy dwelling place. Nice way to circle us back. There. Yeah, yeah. Well think, played. Yeah, full circle there. Speaking of that, I was checking out the board before I came up before we started, and like wondering where I'd, where I'd like to go next because you always ask me where to throw mm. the dart. I'd like you to aim for this bottom left corner one, not, not receiving, receiving communion, communion because okay. you preached on that a couple weeks ago. And so it's, it's fresh in your mind and that ties into when we're not purified. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Scrub a dub dub. Like well, how, what happens there? And it has something to do with a purple thing called a stole. Oh, <laughs> Hey, I thought you were going to talk about these purple oh, things. No, those like, are pretty though. You, yeah. Get, they're, mm-hmm. they're grapes. Cause these are grape leaves. Yeah. Nice. Wine become wine becomes the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that, Julia. Wow, learn something new again. That's right. That was sarcasm. Oh. All right. Well, let's get this dart thing. Okay. See what we can Be careful. Do. Can you make it there with all of our show and tell things? Yes. We're we're making it there safely. Excellent. Okay. Oh, and we're marking things off. Okay. What do you think the chances are that he's going to hit that spot, Valerie? What do you think? She doesn't want to say because she doesn't want to offend you. She doesn't have a microphone. Yeah, but I would be able to verbalize what she said. Oh. Oh, but okay. Well, hold on. Just throw a new one. So it went, that already went somewhere we already had. Okay. Number two. There's another one we already had. Getting You're close. real close though. You're real close. Maybe I'll just go somewhere else. Come on. Try one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This does happen when I ask you to aim. You keep hitting those. We've already been there, Father. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> I tried to, I overcorrected. (laughs) That's it. We're out of darts. The show is over. We put two darts in the wall. I'm sorry. I asked you to aim there. Go wherever. The corners are tough. The corners are tough. There. (laughs) Six times a charm. But to be fair, to be fair. You did not land on a spot. Yeah, we no. didn't ignore any of the ones that no. it, that no. had worth. Had you actually thrown any of those on a different spot, we would have went there. But that you persisted. All right, so that's where we're going next. Oof. Not receiving communion. Okay. All right. You want to pray us out, Julia? I would love to. Great. This is from Psalm one sixteen, verses twelve through nineteen. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? 
I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving maid. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord.